What's good, everybody? This is your guy, Manny, and this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. But I want to talk to you guys today about Eric being me. So welcome to another episode of Talking Commanders with Manny. I want to go through my takes, what I thought about this press conference. You know, there's been, you know, the rumors about a black quarterback succeeding in the NFL. Can a black quarterback succeed? Can uh, um, I'm sorry, not a black quarterback. I'm sorry, guys. Can a black offensive coordinator or head coach, whatever the case may be, we all know that Eric Bieniemy could not get a job. But then there was some, there was some uh, comments made by Lashawn McCoy that I wanted to address. But I'm going to take the high road like Eric Bieniemy. So I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to share a few different things that I saw that made sense. And I'm just excited for where this team is going. If you guys saw the press conference today, uh, it was amazing. I'm going to try to show as many highlights as I can of that press conference. And then we'll kind of go from there. Uh, give me a moment. Sorry, guys. Put some things together so we can go ahead and break this thing down. But I mean, he sounded confident. He had lots of takeaways, lots of quotes that I really, really liked. And Eric being me right now, he's trending on Twitter. He's trending on Twitter. Um you know, and it's and it's good things. It's good things. Uh, I think that he left an impression. They say that, you know, he couldn't interview well, that he couldn't, you know, talk and this and that and articulate himself. He's very sharp, man, very, very sharp. So when you click on Eric Bien-Ami, um, here is a video of him before the conference. Let me go ahead and make that big. We'll go ahead and play that video. Hey, this is Eric Bieniemy. I'm fired up and excited about being here with the Washington Commanders. Hey, let's go. Let's do this. So we're gonna highlight several different things that he was able to say. Several. I mean, he had several different comments. Now, here is the video of him responding back to what Lashawn McCoy said. I'm gonna go ahead and play that, and then we can kind of talk about that after the video plays. It's all That's life. Lashawn McCoy is a future Hall of Fame runner, okay? Everybody's entitled to their own position, to their own uh, comments and how they feel. When it's all said and done with, I think that's all I have to say because he's entitled to his own opinion. That's life. Okay, You got good and you have bad, you know? It does not impact me in any way. Because one thing that you learn when you're in this position, you have to learn to eliminate distractions, all right? My job is to focus on the now. Everything outside these walls has no impact on Eric Bieniemy moving forward. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And that's just a great example of who Eric Bieniemy is. You know, he took the high road. He could have said a lot of different things about Lashawn McCoy right then and there because he can. But when he's in this position, he sounds like a head coach. He sounds like a guy who has control of a team, a control of the locker room. This guy's going to do well. And after listening to the press conference, man, I feel like I can run through a brick wall for this guy. Guy's amazing. Um, but, yeah, he has several different uh, uh, takes. Here's um, Eric Bieniemy talking about Sam Howell and what he expects from Sam Howell. I'm going to go ahead and cue up this video. Well, I can only base my evaluation on what he did coming out of college. Now, I did have an opportunity to see him play in that last game against the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. The, the kid is a dynamic football player. I, he can make throws from different platforms. You can tell he has a baseball background. DraftKings is the official sports book 
betting partner of the Super Bowl 57. New customers can now bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can now take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Yes, same game parlays. Now, boost your Super Bowl 57 winnings or any other event that you decide to bet on with each leg that you add up to 100%. Wow. Can you believe that? Now, download DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can now bet $5 on the Super Bowl or any other event and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Me fired up was when he ran in on that touchdown. He flexed, so that was some good stuff. <laughs> so that's Eric Bieniemy pretty much talking about Sam Howell. What do you expect out of Sam Howell? Um, right now, the only quarterback on the roster right now is Sam Howell, so you have to address it as such. Same thing that Tampa Bay is doing right now with Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask is the only quarterback on the roster, so Tampa Bay has to address it as such. Now, that does not mean that things don't change later. There could be a quarterback being drafted in the draft. There could be a quarterback being signed in free agency that could come and push Sam Howell. But for right now, as of today, 223-23 at 5.01 p.m. Central Time, Sam Howell is the QB1 for the commanders. Now, all things are fluid. Things can change. But um, he's excited about uh, Sam Howell. Uh, Fans are excited about Sam Howell. He's a guy that plays hard. I was looking at some Sam Howell highlights earlier, and um, he's solid. So here's some more about uh, from Eric Bieniemy. So like I said, it was a pretty good uh, press conference. So there's plenty of takeaways. Let's go ahead and listen in on what he has to say here. For the fans, how should they envision this Washington offense to evolve maybe a little bit here in 2023? Well, when it's all said and done, what our job is to make sure we're doing everything under the sun to find a way to win. And I think more than anything, that's what you should expect. We're going to find a way to strain. We're going to find a way, excuse my language when I say this, but I say this in the most humble and, and fun way. We're going to find ways to collectively drag our ass across the finish line for 60 consecutive minutes. That's the goal. Man, <laughs> you got to love it, man. He says, the commanders got to find a way to win. And this is kind of like, this is the kind of attitude and the kind of energy that has been missing from this team. There's other coordinators or other position coaches um, that are on the team that kind of bring this energy. But I love this energy coming from the assistant coach as well as the offensive coordinator and Eric Bieniemy. So he says, we're going to find ways to win. There was a quote that he had today. He says, all that matters is about Either you win or you lose, something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but that's just the kind of guy that he is. He's a winner. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion, okay? And he had his imprint on this team. Um, we got Shalor in the building. What's good, my brother? Yeah, I'm excited about the enemy, man, and everything that he stands for, man. He, he, he is one of them guys that if you played high school ball, if you played college ball, this is the kind of guy that you that you need. He's going to coach you. He coaches superstars. He coaches uh, uh, um, role players. It doesn't matter who you are. You're going to get coached the same. He doesn't look at it like, oh, you make $50 million or you make uh, $12 million. It doesn't matter what your pay grade is. It doesn't matter 
what your position is. He coached Patrick Mahomes. And I had a great quote from Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to pull that up. Um, man, I got some good stuff for you guys throughout this episode. I'm just collecting information, and I'm going to play it. So right here, here's Eric Bieniemy with uh, Jahan Dotson. Uh, this is from Lake Lewis. Lake Lewis says, all I know is what I heard today from Eric Bieniemy sure sounded like a head coach. He's a head coach. He's a head coach, and there's no doubt in my mind that he can possibly take over that position, especially if Ron decides to retire or new ownership comes in and they want to go a different direction. Eric Bieniemy is literally a head coach, and I think we got this guy as a steal. I'm excited to have this guy in the building. He's coming in to change the dynamics of this entire team. Not just offensively, the entire attitude of the team. You need that fresh, that fresh blood, that that uh, that that new blood, that guy who's going to come in and kind of inject some energy into this team that lacks energy at times. It says, um, if that was how he interviewed in the past, I'm even more dumbfounded as to why he hasn't, why he isn't a head coach already with the success he's had. It's about to get real for the commanders. Oh, look, I'm excited. Lake Lewis is excited. One of my favorite uh, guys who covers the team. I mean, it's so much good that's going on for right now for the commanders. Then we got to capitalize on that. So we talked about the LaShawn McCoy thing. And then here is Rigo's rag saying, ain't no way Eric Bieniemy interviewed poorly for head coaching jobs. Listening to him speak here, they're like, it's, it's, He's, he's definitely not a bad interview guy, but for some reason, the media, the media, the national media that you guys trust and believe in are saying all these kinds of nonsense type things. So here is um, Tyreek Hill on the enemy. He says, made me understand who I was as a player and to him. And it was bigger than football, really strong stuff. So I'm about to queue up this video of Tyreek Hill. So you've seen multiple superstars that, you know, Bieniemy has coached. They're coming into his defense, kind of really explaining who Eric Bieniemy is. So here's this video from Tyreek Hill. When I first got in the league, I was a running back, and EB coached running backs. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, like, he made me understand who I was as a player. And to him, mm-hmm. it's bigger than football. Like, playing football is, is part of the blessing. But outside of football, who you are as a person, how you carry yourself every day as a person, that's mm-hmm. That's the message where he was delivering to me, dog. That made me realize who I was. That made me understand my true power. And truth be told, not a lot of people will understand EB as a coach because right. he's a yeller. He, he like to yell. He like to do this and that. Right. But that right. phase me, bro. I must be able to sit there and right. listen to you and talk to you and do whatever you got to do. As long as you right. get the message to me. You feel me? It's mm. a great point right here. Tyreek Hill says, He's willing to take the heat. He says that Eric Bieniemy is a yeller. Of course, his 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 way of coaching might might be unconventional. Also, it, his style of coaching might not be for everybody. Everybody can't handle the heat. He coaches dogs. I've seen clips of him coaching Adrian Peterson, and Adrian Peterson is there receiving what he's talking about. You want these tough coaches that are able to coach superstars, but for the Commanders, I don't see anybody who isn't humble. Ron Rivera has done a good job bringing in the kinds of players that that um, that are humble, team guys, high character guys. So there shouldn't be an issue with beginning me talking to Sam Howell and telling him, "Hey, you missed this play," and Sam Howell being mad or or saying and saying that. No, Sam Howell is going to be one of those guys that receive this in a good manner. 
know what I'm saying? You have a guy like Terry McLaurin, a leader of all leaders. Jahan Dotson, high character, a guy who wants to win. So you have all these perfectionists. You have all these guys that are hungry on offense. It is just going to gel with the enemy. What I'm hoping that happens is that we get some offensive linemen that have that same attitude, that 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 uh, that uh, dog attitude. You and you notice the guys that are dogs, the guys that are uh, are perfectionists, guys like Agent Peterson and Tariq Hill. These are superstars, and they're able to listen and be coached by the enemy, including Patrick Mahomes. So I'm telling you guys, guys, as I scroll through this thing, you're going to see so much stuff coming up. <sighs> the enemy has been trending all through Twitter. It's been a great day. Here's my guy, Sam Howell, as he enters uh, uh, the place today. And then the first guy already there for this press conference is our leader, Terry McLaurin, the leader of the offense. Um, eventually, that will be Sam Howell if he pans out here in Washington, which I think he will. Um, he definitely has great uh, qualities that that I want to, you know, I want to highlight. But um, let's go ahead and look at the article today. Um, so the, the article is pretty much going to cover everything that you need to know. It's on ESPN.com. John Kime is one of the best in the game. So I just want to give John Kime his credit and his, uh, you know, respect there. But we're going to go through the, uh, go through these. I couldn't write down every single highlight quote that the enemy had, but he had so many. So John Kime writes, Washington Commanders offensive coordinator, Eric Bienemy made it clear during his news, during his opening news conference that he is not focused on the position to land a head coaching job. Now, whether the enemy wants to land a, land a head coaching job or not, you like he's saying the right things. He's saying all the right things. Obviously, he wants to land a, a, a nice head coaching job. Let's say he succeeds here. Washington has to make a decision. Do you give him the head coaching job or do you go ahead and you bring in? Uh, uh, I mean, it, it, there are decisions to be made, but right now his focus is on the commanders. Time on sports was good, my brother. He says, do you want Lawan at the right price? Um, I live in Nashville, so I've seen plenty of Taylor Lawan. I ask Titans fans all the time, can this guy play? Especially after he got cut, they say, yes, this guy could play. He's still very, very good. But the thing with Lawan is, can he stay healthy? If he can stay healthy, you got you a steal right there at left tackle. So we'll see what the market is for Lawan. But he, I mean, he look, he definitely, you bring in a Lawan, and if he's healthy, he definitely fixes your left tackle spot. You can now move uh, Leno in uh, to the other side, right tackle, and then Cosme to the inside. And that's three guys already that improves each position. Leno can now play the right tackle, which is an easier position, more comfortable, more comfortable position. You're, like you're not going against the best defensive, uh, um, like the best defensive ends, unless you have a bookend or, or a team that has two stud defensive ends. Right tackle is a better position for Leno to, you know, to play. Lawan, if healthy, is a really good left tackle. Cosme kicking him over to left guard or right guard, wherever you want to kick him into on the inside, that just does well for him. He's more suited for guard. Then you have to worry about the other center. I mean, the other guard position and a center position. And already with this move, it, it automatically sets you up to have a decent offensive line. Then you can always draft somebody in the second round. Now you don't have to go tackle in the first round, which would be good for the commanders because guess what? Now they can go. Michael Mayer, or they can go Bijan Robinson, or go any other position that they feel that is of need. So Lawan could be good, but I'm just interested to see what the market is for Lawan and what the price would be 
for Lawan. So back to the article by John Kine. Uh, it says Washington hired BNME last week to re- to rejuvenate uh, an offense that has been struggling under Coach Ron Rivera first three seasons. This might have literally saved Ron Rivera's job. Time will tell. Maybe BNME comes in, injects something into this offense. Offense looks good, and Ron still gets fired. We don't know. It's all going to be about philosophy. It's all going to be about control. It's all going to be about what the front offense really want out of this, out of this group. So back to the article. It says the enemy was part of a two Super Bowl champions, uh, two Super Bowl championships, uh, which was good during his five years as Kansas City's offensive coordinator. But we all know that the enemy has been there for 10 years. I mean, he's coached guys like Jamal Charles. When they said he's coached Jamal Charles, I'm like, oh, man, this guy's been around for a long time. And when you spend 10 years in one organization, you have reached the highest peak, which is get into the Super Bowl. How much more, like what more can the enemy, you know, do in Kansas City other than, other than a head coaching job? Andy Reid is going nowhere anytime soon. So he felt like he had to move on. He's been trying to move on for years. Nobody wants him, but guess what? He takes a lateral job, so to speak. He gets the assistant head coach position, which is huge because this can lead towards him being the head coach of the commanders. And I'm telling you guys, that is where it's trending uh, to be. Ron Rivera is on a hot seat this year. If Ron Rivera does nothing, guess what? Eric Bieniemy is the head coach of the Commanders. If this goes wrong, let's say the Commanders start out slow, they're two and seven. You can see Ron Rivera getting fired, and you still continue to develop Howell to where you can still draft a quarterback in twenty four. So this is a win win. You get to develop a Howell. You get to audition Bieniemy. But obviously, I don't want a losing season. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that. That assistant head coach position that that he's given is pretty much if things go wrong or if they want to move on from Ron Rivera, he's the head coach, you know. So that's what that's that's what's put in place. They're kind of giving him that, hey, you know, you could possibly be the head coach at some point, but he's committed to the team right now. And what if he's here for two years? before he finally gets his job as a commander's head coach. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm hoping everything works works out well with Ron Rivera, the enemy. But back to this article. Uh, it says, his inability to land a head coaching job has become the focal point of the offseason during uh, uh, offseason discussions for several years. Everybody's entitled to their own stance and their own positioning. The enemy said, my job is to eliminate all distractions I can't worry about things that I cannot control. And that's one thing I love. You can tell that the enemy is focused. He's not out here uh, thinking about what the media is saying, what former players are saying, good or bad. His focus is solely on getting these commanders rolling. He wants to see Sam Howell succeed. He wants to see several players succeed, and he wants to put things in place. You know, so my biggest question is, what do the commanders do at tight end? I really feel the commanders need a tight end to thrive, whether it's coming through the draft, whether it's coming through free agency. That's going to be something that I'm going to be watching really closely, not just in free agency. If it happens in free agency and a Mike Jacecki comes, guess what? We're good at that position. Then, you know, if that doesn't happen, then in the draft, I'm honestly looking for another guy. Maybe as a mayor, maybe as a Kincaid, maybe as a Mosgrave. There's so many really talented you know, uh, um, tight ends coming out. I saw uh, Laporta as well. 
somebody said, man, all this guy needs is Laporta, and guess what? It's game over. So that tight end position is definitely something that the commanders need. Um, so back to this article, man. There's just so much to unpack here. Um, he says, I don't get down. I don't, I, I don't let any opportunity take me down. My job is to create the necessary energy. This guy is energy, 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 energy. And I love it, man. I love what I heard today. If you're a Commanders fan, you should be excited. You should be encouraged about what you heard today. It says, in Washington, we have full control over the offense, something that he didn't have in Kansas City, where we all know Andy Reid was the primary play caller. You know, Andy Reid designed a lot of the offense. But the enemy did call plays. And, you know, and we've we've seen articles, we've we've seen uh, um, Andy Reid talking about how much the enemy means to the Kansas City Chiefs. So we keep moving on. The enemy whose contract was up with Kansas City after this past season likely could have returned to Kansas City under the same role. But like I told you guys, ten years, man, he's he's won two rings. It's time to kind of elevate his career. And if he comes to Washington and can make this thing work, guess what? He lands a coaching job for sure whether it's in Washington or somewhere else, head coaching job, I meant. But it's, uh, but the article says he opted to take the job with Washington, a team that has not finished better than 16th in passing yards or points the la uh, since uh, 2016. So you hear him in a press conference saying, why not Washington? I love it, man. A reporter asked him, hey, why Washington? He says, why not Washington? Like, why not? He sees the challenge. He hears all the noise. They're like, hey, he can't do it. Hey, they're like, oh, this offense is. But he talked about the people being in the front row. And in the front row today, it was guys like, um, uh, here, okay, here's this picture right here. It was guys like uh, Terry McLaurin, Sam Howell. You even have Cam Curl here. You had uh, Sadiq Charles. You had uh, Jahan Dotson. You had Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. You know, out of these guys, a, a good group of them are all offensive guys. So he's like, hey, these guys in the front row is the reason I came here. Whether it's Cap, whether he's just talking to talk, there's some truth to what he's saying. He's saying, why not Washington? Why not? Right? <clears throat> Back to the article. So, like, when he said that, man, I, I, I love that. I love that. He said, why not Washington? Then he looked in the front row of the auditorium and says, where there were notable commanders players, Terry, like I mentioned, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, Sam Howell, and even Logan Thomas was there somewhere. I just didn't see him in the picture, but he was there. He says, look at all this talent, the enemy said. I'm excited about the opportunity. I have no doubt about what they're building. I have never backed down from a challenge. And when he said that, man, that got me fired up. It's a challenge. The commander's offense has been trashed. It's been trashed for years. Let's just call it what it is. This offense has been bad for years, and now you're bringing a guy who's ready for the challenge, a guy who talks a talk, but he's going to back it up. He's going to coach these guys up, and it's going to be up to these guys to know or even want to either improve or they can move away. Everybody's replaceable. This is a guy that's going to play everybody. It doesn't matter if you're a rookie. It doesn't matter if you're a star. If you're not playing up to par to what this coach is trying to tell you to do, and he keeps people accountable. That's the biggest takeaway for me is the enemy keeps people accountable. Ron Rivera, he's cool. He'll stand there. He has that Phil Jackson or that uh, uh, Steve Kerr type type of uh, uh, swagger just standing there, arm folded, letting the players do what they want. 
Ron Rivera, he does some things, you know, especially defensively. But offensively, here's a guy that can finally hold these guys accountable, say, hey, you're not doing this thing the right way. You ran this play when I called this play. Why did you run this play? Or he might ask you, what did we call? What did you see? So as a quarterback, as Sam Howell is out there going through his progressions, and if he happens to make a mistake on that sideline, I'm telling you, it's going to be fire. It's going to be fire. He's going to pull Sam Howell over to that sideline. He's going to yell at him. He's going to scream at him. He's going to cuss at him. He's going to cuss him out. But he's going to say, hey, Sam Howell, we ran this play right here, right? Where is this receiver supposed to be? What did you do? What did you see? What defense are they in? So these are some of the things that I love about the enemy. He's really going to coach up these guys. And if these guys are receptive to his teachings and to what he's trying to tell them to do, they could be success here. Obviously, you have to go out there, play the games, and see if you can win. Like, nothing is guaranteed. But what I do like is that he is a coach's coach. He's a, you know, <laughs> old school type coach, and it's something that we've been missing for a while. So Washington hired the enemy after interviewing seven candidates to replace Scott Turner. Some of those candidates that they were interviewing was fluff. I mean, it was interviewing some guys that they, that they might have been interested in, Greg Roman and, the, uh, you know, a few other guys, but they had to wait till after the Super Bowl. He came in the building. They had dinner the night before. He kind of stuck around a little bit. And then he also talked about um, his relationships with several different players. Says um, the enemy said that he helped that he has known Rivera since 1999 when he was a player with the Philadelphia Eagles and Ron Rivera was an assistant coach. He also says that he knows general manager Martin Mayhew and he liked the president Jason Wright. They grew up in the same area in California. So all these different things, all these different relationships was pretty much what brought the enemy here to Washington. So it's all good stuff. Also goes to say, um, let me see, the enemy has other ties to the organization that helped sell him. So it wasn't a hard sell. It says Rivera said that he felt very fortunate to land the enemy, as he should. I mean, the enemy literally saved Ron Rivera's job if Ron Rivera is to have a job. And he's and then he also says, and he said he understood that the enemy has gone through, uh, uh, and he also understands what the enemy has gone through as his head coaching uh, pursuit, with, 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 with his head coaching pursuit. I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to keep it composed here, trying not to get too excited. Um, but um, also, it says, um, I, empath I, empathize, I empathize with um, what he's going through because he went through the same thing. You know, Ron Rivera being a minority, being a Hispanic, and then, you know, being, being uh, African-American, sometimes – you know, it just is what it is. I don't have to say it. I don't have to say it. You guys know what I'm trying to say. You know, it just is what it is with the NFL and with trying to hire, you know, coaches trying to get jobs, minority coaches trying to get jobs. It just it doesn't just go around. And these are guys that have had success. Ron Rivera with Carolina, you know, being enemy with Kansas City. But there's some politics that go on when hiring coaches. But we're not going to get into that. It says, I know it's the same thing for him. Eventually, he's going to get that opportunity. Rivera also liked the enemy's energy and how he plans to use Washington's playmakers, notably Terry McLaurin and fellow wide receiver Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel. Even though I said that Curtis Samuel could be a cut candidate in order to save money, at the same time, he might just be a piece that you want to keep around. It just kind of depends on what happens this uh, free agency, especially with Santa signing Deron Payne. We know that Cameron Curl is due to get paid. 
There's a lot of money that needs to go around, you know? So I can't really just make those kinds of decisions saying, hey, Curtis Samuel might not be here. If you guys are coming in for the first time, please like, please subscribe, please share. Um, but um, back to what I was saying, back to this article, man, there's just so much to unpack. Um, he really wants to use these, like, he's already thinking how, how he can scheme these guys open. He's having great conversations with uh, Sam Howell, as, as well as uh, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin. Uh, says, says, that's the biggest thing that we want in this offense is to be explosive. Yes, this offense has to be explosive. If you have all these weapons and they're not explosive, then what are you doing? It's, it also says to be aggressive and to be complimentary, but also have an identity. That's what Terry McLaurin said. So not only do you want this offense to be explosive, not only do you want this offense to be aggressive, the offense needed an identity. Who are we offensively? Are we a smash mouth running football team? Are we a team that takes shots down, you know, down the field? Are we going to be a passing team? Are we a like what what kind of team are we? There was a lot of things that Scott Turner was running that I didn't like. I hate all these wide receiver runs. Hopefully we can limit that because we need these wide receivers healthy. You can't have these wide receivers running, you know, fourth and one with Curtis Samuel. Like if you're gonna do that, just let Antonio Gibson do that. That's all I'm saying. Let Curtis Samuel play receiver. That's what he does best. All that uh, two-way stuff, I don't like it. I've never been a fan of it. So let's see what, you know, he brings to the table in terms of designing plays for the commanders and all of that. Um, so here's what the Chiefs quarterback said in his support. I, I mean, he tweeted it. I can't find the tweet, but I can go ahead and read this. It says, there should be no questions on how great of a man or coach the enemy is, he wrote. His leadership has a direct impact on player, person I am today. Ten plus years learning under one of the greatest coaches of all time, speaking of Andy Reid. And I cannot wait for him to continue to prove doubters wrong. That's from Patrick Mahomes. One of the biggest players, one of the best stars in all of football is endorsing Eric Bieniemy. Who are the rest of these media pundits? that are talking rubbish, what what else can they say that these players and coaches haven't said in Mahomes and Andy Reid? All right. So the last part of the article, for Biennemi, it was difficult to leave the Chiefs after 10 seasons, 10 seasons of success. They won a lot of games, even though they didn't win Super Bowls until the last five years or so. They had success. Go and look at the records. Go, go, I mean, go look at that team. All the way from Travis Kelsey to Jamal Charles, Alex Smith, they've had success. Okay? Kareem Hunt, he was there as well. Now, it says, um, he says it was hard for him to leave, but also said it was time. By the time the plane landed in Kansas City after the Super Bowl win, the enemy said he knew his time there was over. He says, we've had a great deal of success. I was blessed and fortunate to have that opportunity uh, to share that space with some amazing people, the enemy said. But one thing in this profession, you learn that comfort is the enemy of progress. I'm telling you guys, this dude was dropping bars. I got to read that one more time. He says, you learn that comfort is the enemy of progress. So, when it's all said and done with, I don't like to be comfortable. I'm not accepting. 
I'm about accepting challenges and moving forward. This presents a challenge to me. I mean, that that's just, I mean, he had so many nuggets in this press conference. I encourage you guys to go and check it out. I just kind of wanted to hit you guys with the, you know, with the little highlights. Like, I mean, I try to read it with energy. I try to speak like being me, but I, I can't be him, you know. So you guys are gonna have to go in, check it out. This is a picture of uh being me with Jahan Dotson. I'm excited about that connection. Um <laughs> okay. I, I'm not going to lie. I love this video. This is an old video, possibly from like yesterday, but I got to play. I got to play. Excited. There's some great young talent on this team. And we, we're going to chop wood. We're going to chop some wood. So we're going to chop some wood. We're going to chop some wood. Like, we need that on a T-shirt. We're going to chop some wood. <laughs> uh, let me see what else I got for you guys before I go ahead and end this stream, in this episode. Um, I already showed you guys that video. Um, this is being me talking about a new challenge. I haven't played this one, so I'll go ahead and play this one real quick. It was an amazing 10 years having the opportunity to work for the Chiefs organization. So it goes without saying, I'd like to thank uh, Clark Hunt and the whole entire Hunt family. I'd love to thank Mark Donovan, our team president at Kansas City Chiefs, Brett Veach and his staff, and of course, Coach Reed. It's been an amazing journey, you know, getting to this point and having the success that we've had over the years. But now it's time for a new challenge. And looking at these guys up front, Eric Bien is fired up. He's fired up. And you guys will figure that out real, real soon. I also like to thank Jason, the man Mayhew, Stokes, and Coach Rivera for giving me this opportunity to accept this challenge. But also, I'm just looking forward to, to helping us to climb to the next level. And one thing you guys gonna learn about me, we'll bring some energy. And we're gonna have a lot of fun doing it. But there's a journey that needs to be done, and we'll start that process. So with that said, I'm all ears. <laughs> that was the intro. And with Eric being and me speaking in third person, I mean, that's 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 awesome. That's awesome. So guys, this is the episode. For those of you guys that are catching the replay, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on a podcast version of this episode, drop your uh, thoughts in the comment section. How how do you guys see that Eric Bieniemy um, marriage with the Commanders working out? Do you guys think he takes over the head coaching job next year? Do you guys think that this offense succeeds and then he leaves and gets another job elsewhere? Let me know your thoughts in the comment section. Please, you guys, check out my podcast on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcast, Talking Commanders with Manny. Uh, for those of you guys watching on YouTube, please like, please subscribe, please share. And I'm going to catch you guys on that next episode. I'm out. Peace.